It's time we shift our perspective on business and life and see that our businesses are the means to us living life first. Welcome to the Zero Wasted Days podcast. Reinventing the way we go about our days as entrepreneurs, the Zero Wasted Days podcast is designed for dream makers and action takers, and also those who value going slow and savoring the moments in between. This is the essence of living a Zero Wasted Days life. I'm your host, Suzanne Acteson, a former C-level executive turned seven-figure serial entrepreneur. I'm a transformational business coach, and I adore helping women entrepreneurs merge strategy, feminine energetics, and embodiment to create outside-the-box business solutions to your biggest challenges. In each episode of this podcast, I'm going to share how we can redefine how we do business and learn how it can be the means to us living life first. I will share interviews with inspiring people who can help you see how worthwhile it is to keep pursuing your dreams, who are gonna share heartfelt stories that I know that you're gonna relate to, and will give you ideas and strategies to keep going after your own biggest dreams. I hope you find value and inspiration here that will keep you coming back each and every week. I have some incredible guests signed up as well as some solo episodes planned. So let's get into this week's episode. Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of Zero Wasted Days. I am clearly very excited to be here recording my first episode, and I can't tell you how long this has been in the works. In fact, about two and a half years ago, I worked with an amazing brand strategist, Christina Lorin, who helped me take my brand to the next level and who also helped me really evolve how and what I wanted to share with the world. And it was really integral to the evolution of my brand. And I am forever grateful for the work that Christina Lorin and I did together. You know, I really believe like she does that any brand strategy really needs to start from your foundations and at the core of your foundations are your values. And she calls them her guiding principles. And I really loved her fresh approach. And in fact, it was going through that process of doing that together with her that the name of this podcast podcast came to be. So I've known for a long time that I wanted to share, I guess, a mission that felt bigger than me. I wanted to share a way of living, doing business, and I guess just being that felt like a movement and was life-changing. The reason being is that the way of this, I guess, this way of living and being is what has personally and dramatically changed my own life over the past six years. So this podcast has been ruminating in me for a long time. And I'll say it here so you can also help hold me accountable. I have always dreamed of putting this into the shape of a book. So I will probably in the future birth a book maybe called Zero Wasted Days, but I'll be focusing that down the track. But you can hold me accountable if you don't see it coming in the the coming months or in the coming years. But I wasn't really ready uh, with the podcast, not necessarily for logistical reasons, but I really wanted to feel within me that what I wanted to share here was aligned with my heart and my soul and my business, and but that also that you as my audience were ready to hear it. And that time didn't really come until late last year, early this year, when I really felt like the time was right. So what exactly is Zero Wasted Days and what am I talking about? I believe that we are constantly evolving and reinventing ourselves throughout our lives. And I truly believe that not a day has been wasted in our past to get us to where we are now. 
I think of all the zigs and the zags and the ups and the downs as being stepping stones on our journey of life. And these are the things that truly shape us. And our past is what, you know, our past is paramount for who we are going to be in the future. Equally, I believe as a very forward-looking and optimistic person that our future is one that we really need to create ourselves and design ourselves. So Zero Wasted Days is a way of living where we get to personally define how that looks. I believe in being super intentional with my time and my energy, who I choose to surround myself with, and I get so excited about the fact that I get to be the owner of my destiny and my biggest dreams. You know, living with a zero wasted day's life means we choose not to take a moment for granted. And that also doesn't necessarily mean that we need to fill every single moment with doing things because a zero wasted day's life can also be about going slow and savoring the moments in between. So I'm going to take you back a little bit in my story, and I will probably do another episode just just about my story, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, a philosophy that I have and a way of living that I have that I call life first, business second. You know, as a corporate executive, I was a corporate executive in my past life and also an entrepreneur. I spent 15 years living my life, very much putting my business and my career first. And really my life came second. So whilst I achieved a lot of quote unquote, business success, I became a C-level executive, I launched a successful retail brand after I left the agency. I always felt that in exchange for the achievements, often financial, I was sacrificing my own life and what really mattered in my own life. And perhaps I didn't really know what mattered in my own life. And so in 2017, my husband Rob and I decided to start over. And in my episode that I do about my story, I'll take you, be, you know, before 2017 because it wasn't just a, a split decision to start over. There were it had come for many, many years. But briefly, in 2017, we created a carte blanche or a blank slate when we moved to France to start over and to really reconnect to what mattered most in our lives. And I spent the first two years here in France really reflecting on the parts that made me successful in the past and the parts that had really kind of felt out of alignment for me personally. You know, I realized in those two years that when I prioritized what mattered most and I reconnected to what my values were in life, that abundance and that feeling of abundance really flowed in. And I think this happened for a few different reasons. So number one, because I wasn't so focused on the outcome. I wasn't focused on any outcome, really. I wasn't fixated on getting somewhere. And I wasn't building, at the time, any business. So I was truly in a time of leaning back and surrender and just letting things flow. And number two, I was focused on filling my cup with life. And I was filling my cup with life so much so that what happened in my outer reality was actually being created by my feeling of inner joy. And the more that I participated in life, in my life, being my life first, the better I felt. And suddenly opportunities, business opportunities started actually presenting themselves. 
So, you know, forever, I am forever an entrepreneur and an ambitious businesswoman. And it took a conscious effort not to be looking for opportunities or seeking out what was next in my career or the next rung on my ladder. As one of my longest mentors, John, always said, Suzanne, you're always looking for the next rung on your ladder. But what naturally happened as abundance started actually flowing into my life were that opportunities that felt super aligned started presenting themselves. And when I did start thinking a bit about starting a business again, it grew very organically and abundantly. So I see that this happens for, and this happened for a couple of reasons. So some strategic and some energetic. I'm going to start with the energetic reasons. And so energetically, when you're doing things that you love, when you operate at a frequency or a vibration, we are all energy. And so we emit uh, energy and we, we emit a vibration. And when you are operating at a frequency or a vibration that emits joy and love and gratitude, you can't get any more high vibe. You can't vibrate any higher. And as a result, you attract things into your life at this frequency. And the old premise says, what you focus on is where energy flows. And it's exactly this. The more that I engaged in my life, and as I sought happiness and fulfillment from within, the higher vibration I became for abundant opportunities to also find me. So that was the, the energetic reasons. And the strategically when I eventually sat down to start formulating my business and working on it, my aligned energetic belief in myself reverberated through all of my work. I showed up so much more confidently, so much more focused, with more with a clearer mind, uh, that it gave me a lot of momentum and the actions and behaviors in my business, and particularly the actions I took, were far more powerful and aligned. And I thought this was so powerful and it's been six years in the making to feel, you know, confident enough to share this with the world and start seeing how I can help others reproduce this in their lives and in their businesses. So now in practice, I prioritize things that I love as if they are mandatory. And each week I think about what I need in my mind, in my body and in my soul to help me do the things I need to do in my business. So I think first about how I want to be or what thoughts and feelings I need to have to accomplish my goals for the week at a micro level if I'm looking at the week or similarly, what thoughts or feelings or behaviors I need to have to reach for my biggest desires and my biggest dreams. So on a micro or a weekly level, I actually allocate time to these things. I've developed tools to help me do this. I have a calendar called the Soulful Schedule that factors all of this in that I also share with my clients because it actually takes practice. This is not necessarily how we are subconsciously programmed. Sometimes for me, those priorities might be going to our local market. In, here in France, a market is a major thing and I absolutely adore them and it happens every Thursday morning in my village. Sometimes as we come into spring, I'm recording this as we come into spring, that might meet for me mean uh, gardening or going outside and doing some planting in my, in my veggie garden or planting bulbs. And I actually schedule these things in. I frequently think about what I need in the day 
and I and if I'm in need of some thinking or maybe processing time, I will gravitate towards baking or cooking more. And this way I'm actually prioritizing the things I love. And obviously, you know, on the weekends and in times in between, that's time with family and that's time for my kids. But hobbies that others would often do in their spare time are actually a priority for me. And as an entrepreneur, we get to define how we work and live. So many entrepreneurs become self-employed because they want freedom, but then they find themselves chained to their desks and not prioritizing their lives. And this is where I feel there's a huge disconnect and people are hustling their way to their goals, but are missing their lives that are passing them by. And I believe there is a better way to go after our goals and dreams, and that's by adopting a zero-wasted days way of living and choosing a life-first way of growing your business. And as women in business, we also have really unique challenges that men don't necessarily have, and also our way of working doesn't foster and nurture. And so for a long time, we've been building our businesses as entrepreneurs, as as female entrepreneurs, by diving into all of the aspects of business growth that require us to, quote unquote, do all the things, the to-do lists. What am I doing in my business today? It's all about the action. We're also taught from a very young age, right through to joining the corporate world, and maybe even today, that we are the most useful and successful when we are achieving things and are praised along the way for such achievements. You know, when I was a little girl, when I hit a ball in softball, I was one of only two girls in the softball team, my dad would take me to get an ice cream if I hit the ball. When I was a teenager, I was praised and as a result, I felt loved when I got the high score in a basketball game. And when I was in corporate, I was praised and uh, success was associated. And naturally, my promotions through the agency were due to my sales successes. So when I exhibited too much, quote unquote, nurturing in my management style when I was an executive, I was actually told to be more mongrel. And a mongrel is like, I think of a rabid dog and exhibit more tough love with my team. Any female personality traits, which have been shown to help companies actually earn more revenue and profit, were not understood and were actually being groomed out of me. Overlay on top of this, that my personality and my human design, I am a generator and I am an Enneagram 3, and all of this conditioning that doing equals success resulted in the fact that when I started my own business after the agency, what did I do? What did I do naturally? I jumped straight into all of the doing to get my business up and going. It's natural. You know, I was hitting milestones and achieving my goals, except I was completely sacrificing myself along the way and was burning out as a result. And in the world of energetics and gender studies, We are taught that strategy and all of the doing is generally associated to very mainly kind of masculine energies. And masculine energies are those attributed mainly to men are more rational, logical, direct, things like conquering, going moment by moment, being firm and robust. While feminine energies are tend to be more creative and more fluid and nurturing and refined and gentle. 
And that's why corporations that actually have a better balance of men and women across their workforce, but also most importantly, at a senior level, are proven to perform better than those with gross gender imbalances. Men and women, their brains, our brains, and ways of working, the value that we all add to different companies and our own businesses, are different. Sure, there can be overlap and we all exhibit some masculine and some feminine, but when you have a huge imbalance of too many men or too many women, then there, and it's usually too many men in an, in an organization, especially at senior levels, then we don't allow the assets and the attributes of, say, women to be fostered and nurtured and our natural energies as women help companies get better results. So what I've learned from experience is that building a business strategy from your brain alone is exactly why women experience burnout and frustration and disconnection. When we are all in the masculine and in the doing and pushing down our feminine because it's never been nurtured, it's never been allowed to come out since the time we were young children. And this is one of the core reasons why women feel frustrated and disconnected from their businesses. So over the past five years, I have built my coaching business and coached a lot of other women in theirs. And I've seen enormous success with what I call feminine strategy. And so feminine strategy is all about you harnessing and maximizing your energy. You working in your beautiful, natural feminine cycles and rhythms as a woman and you are empowered and encouraged to use them instead of suppressing them. Now, I know you have big dreams and desires for your life and your business, and it's about finding them and then using your feminine essence to attract and magnetize all that you want. What feminine strategy also does is that it helps you build an authentic you-focused business and a plan and create a plan so that you are executing in a smart, aligned way. And that is a very post-patriarchal way of running a business. And one that I've found to be very powerful when clients invest in wholly. So let's say in your personal business, you have a goal and let's just pick a number out of the air, a million dollars. You wanna earn a million dollars. Using feminine strategy, you together with me. So let's say we would create a strategy to help you create that business over the next two, three, four, five years. And in addition to fleshing out all of the kind of key strategic drivers that might help you grow your business and reach your goals and dreams, we also look at how this strategy will serve you and help you thrive and support the life that you desire. So I'm going to give you an example of one of my clients that I worked with, and I've changed her name, but I'm going to call her Jess. So I had a client, Jess, who was doing really well when she came to me and she wanted support and mentorship. She just crossed over, or no, a little while before, had crossed over the six-figure mark. So she was earning into multi-six figures and was feeling really good about her business, but was also really struggling to see how she could scale it without sacrificing more of her. And everything that she thought about in terms of growth and scaling required more of her time. She was already juggling a ton and was feeling pretty depleted personally. And she knew something had to change if she was going to go after her big dreams, her even bigger dreams than she already had. 
So Jess's situation was that she had small kids, lots of school drop-offs, but really wanted to be present for them and, and, and be more present in her life that she was feeling some, somewhat disconnected from. And so we thought of ways to structure her business model, first and foremost, uh, in ways that would help her achieve this. We tweaked her offer suite to have a look at some high-end uh, recurring one-on-one -on -one revenue, but we also worked mainly towards a strategy that would leverage her time better. Now, this is the strategy part of feminine strategy. So some of the things that we worked on together included an evergreen offer with a lead gen system that gave her a lot more passive income. We got really efficient creating a content repurposing engine so that she was batching and distributing high volumes of content and raising her authority and getting out there, but not feeling like she was, you know, chained to her desk, creating content all the time or trying to shoot stories and trying to post posts, you know, in the moment. And we also created plans to hire more team and the right team, which was really important, so that she could delegate a lot of tasks to a VA and a marketing specialist. So as much as possible, she could keep her hours to about 20 hours a week. So those were a few of the strategic parts that we worked on uh, using feminine strategy. And remember, the strategy part is to serve her. So we were creating things unique to her that would serve her, that help her thrive and support the life that she wanted. And those were some of the things in the, and I guess the, the KPIs, the key performance indicators for her, your situation might be different. You may not have little kids at home anymore, but this was her unique strategy. And that's why it's so important that is not a cookie cutter strategy that you have in your business and that it is unique to you. So those were some of the things that we did strategically. Energetically, we also had some work to do. Now, Jess knew she had, you know, what she had said, I've got no more to give. And as a mom, she always put herself first. And she's not the only woman and mother that does this. She allocated zero time to things that she loved. Her health was really taking a back seat and she was feeling it. And her big, big dream was also taking a back seat. It was more that her belief in that dream was possible. So we set about working on all of this together. First, we worked on Jess's, what I call feminine energy code. And I'm gonna go into this in more detail in other episodes, but effectively it's what made her tick. What makes you tick? How does she release energy? How does she reset it? And how does she recharge it? We knew that in order to be wearing all the hats, we needed to be calibrating her energy all the time because it was very up and down as a mom. One minute she'd have a crying toddler and the next minute she'd be on a call with her client or trying to produce content. You know, understanding what her unique feminine energy code was absolutely game changing for her. I'll give you an example. She hated meditating. <laughs> she said to me, don't make me meditate. And meditating is a practice that is really excellent for resetting our energy. So first we identify what is your energy, your feminine energy code, and then we find the ways that you need to release, reset, and recharge. And meditation is one of the things that is really good for resetting. It's one of the things. There's many, many different things that you can do. So instead, we combined uh, walking. She really loved to walk and she was also, also lacking in getting outside and getting exercise. So we combined walking before she would pick up the kids from school, listening to a guided walking meditation, and what this helped her do was take in some of the meditation, clear her mind, and also get a bit of exercise before she was going to pick up the kids from school. It allowed her also to change hats from her work and being an entrepreneur to being a mom. 
Now, also what this helped her do was keep her energy high. It helped reset her energy because she'd just come out of a work day. Or the other way that she also uses it was sometimes at the beginning of the day. So sometimes those mornings can be harrowing and just getting the kids out the door is, is an achievement. So, you know, doing that walk in the morning equally can help you reset or help you recharge before a big day. So there's a lot of other parts in learning about your unique feminine energy code, but this is one little example that we used, that I used together with Jess. We also worked on her life first embodiment. I talked to you about life first at the beginning of this episode and in actual practice, practicing and learning how to put life first is hard because again, we're not programmed to do it this way. And we worked on her life first embodiment to help her naturally feel more joy and gratitude and love. And this took a lot of practice. Like I said, she'd lost all of her hobbies. Like she had kind of, you know, come out of high school. She was sporting. She went into university and then she'd become a mom. And like all the things that she used to love to do, she'd kind of even forgotten what she, what she really did love to do. And, you know, I guess everything that she did on a daily basis had a point or a reason. So, you know, cooking was a chore, not something that she loved doing anymore. So we really had to dig and she started to try a few new things and get back to some of the things that she used to do. And she realized that she used to love in-home economics at school. If, if that was something that you also did, I know it was for me. I remember we did woodwork and we did all sorts of different things. But pottery was one of those things that she did and she'd kind of uh, loved to do when she was in high school. And it was one of those things also that she did, but she really lost herself in when she was doing it. So her, she, she, it allowed her to clear her mind when she was doing it. So Jess found a local pottery clinic or pottery class, and she signed up for a 10-week class to learn again how to do pottery, and she was absolutely hooked. So now she actually does it weekly. She combined, a, recently she combined a, a girls' night together with her friends, because Women are queen multitaskers. And the sheer joy she gets from it, it really started to show in her. And she really described how this class gave her an outlet, but also a purpose outside of her kids and her business and her husband and her family. It was just for her. So that's a really small example of how we can get back to doing something that just gives you so much joy that sure isn't necessarily something that is related to your business at all, but is going to help you show up in your life and in your business at a higher frequency and help you achieve the goals that you have set out for yourself in your life and your business. So you see feminine strategy is about helping you reach your goals and your dreams and your biggest desires with one, a strategy that will serve you and help you thrive and support the life you desire. And two, energetic practices that support your unique feminine energy code and life first embodiment so that you are operating at a frequency that will help you attract all that you desire. Feminine strategy is holistic, it's smart, I believe, it's aligned, and it's a beautiful blending of your feminine essence with your masculine strengths to create a life and a business in the most authentic, smart, and easeful ways. And when you build with feminine strategy, you're allowing your energy and natural cycles and rhythms as a woman to build and support your strategy and ultimately help you strive towards your biggest dreams and desires. 
So my mission as a mentor and now a podcaster is to help inspire and empower women entrepreneurs to define for themselves what their own freedom looks like and also redefine how they personally want to do business. So providing inspirational stories and strategies to truly shape what freedom is to you is what I'm here to do. Is it time or money freedom? Is it freedom to choose when you work or choose to take the summers off or choose to give back in beautiful ways? Is it finding freedom from the mundane or from your mind that has your nervous system maybe all wrapped up in knots? You have a unique opportunity as an entrepreneur to define what freedom is for you. And I see so many successful women operating sizable businesses but feeling no freedom at all. And I want to help change this. So this space is going to be one that will challenge you, that's going to give you ideas and inspiration. It's going to help you feel seen and heard. I hope it inspires you to lead an intentional life created by your own design. I hope it gives you courage to go after your biggest dreams. I hope it gives you strategies to navigate and grow your business more effectively. I hope it helps you show up in your business and in your life in a big, beautiful, authentic way. So just before finishing, I have a really exciting way for you to help me spread the word about Zero Wasted Days and also have the chance to win a $500 Airbnb voucher. I am running a giveaway with the launch of Zero Wasted Days where all you need to do is subscribe to the podcast download the episodes that are available, and then leave a review. Now, for me to know that you left a review, you just need to screenshot your review, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me. So every time that you tag me and share your review or share the podcast, you will go into the draw to win a $500 Airbnb voucher, which is very aligned with helping you live a zero wasted days life. Now, thank you for joining me in this inaugural episode, and I truly hope that you will join me again for future episodes and for this journey in bringing the Zero Wasted Days movement to the world. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Zero Wasted Days podcast. I truly hope that you found it to be valuable and inspirational as you work to create a life by your own design. I would love you to rate and review the episode to let everyone else know all about it and help me share this important message with the world. All you need to do is screen grab your review, share it on socials, and of course, tag me to win one of the Zero Wasted Days launch prizes, which is a $500 Airbnb voucher.